Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, you got it? Is that working? Every day you leave the house as a skateboarder, you're prepared to die. Bombing a hill, rolling in on a concrete pool. Jason Jesse, he don't give a shit. Living or dying, one step away every day. Or we can do, I'll do, keep doing, I'll do some more. Yeah, let's do a couple. Ain't afraid of living, ain't afraid of dying. Just another day, I'll keep fucking trying. You leave the house, be ready to pay. Skating vert, skating street, skateboarding, it's pretty dangerous shit. Andre Tefeki, that was the 80s, bro. Think about it, Jay. No, I like that one too. Chopping wood at the edge of America in Watsonville, California. I'm Schmitty and this is Talking Schmidt. Today is episode 70, and to help us celebrate the big 7 0, it's my good friend, Jason Lee Jesse. Jason turned pro for Santa Cruz Skateboards the same exact day and year our bro Sammy Baca was born. He later helped form Consolidated Skateboards and had three amazing video parts before returning to Santa Cruz where he had boatloads of signature wheels and apparel, signature trucks, and the number one board sales for years. He even landed the cover of Thrasher Magazine. Today, Jason takes his legendary legacy to a 100% hands-on approach, owning his brands. With the Driven Skateboards, Bricks brand, and what many are calling the best team in Borden, Rollers, California. I'm so excited. I haven't been this excited about life in the fast lane for a long time. He's no weak suck, and he sure as hell ain't no common dandy. And what we do now next, well, it's podcast time. Hello, this is Pamela Jesse, mother of Jason Jesse, and you are listening to Talking Schmidt. It's cool, like tonight is the night. Here we go again. Just give it the old cause turn, isn't it? All big dogs in. Schmitty. 96 times Schmitty. Thanks, Schmitty. We on? Schmitty. Talking Schmidt. That's called going to the hospital, bitch. I can <laughs> shit my pants. Your Rolodex is fucking deep. I don't give a fuck about your fucking multi-million dollar numbers. Who's this guy? He thinks he's tough shit. What's up? I'm here for Greg Smith. Hello, everyone. Today's guest needs no introduction. Look how cool. Oh my we just God. saw a dragon go by. Anyway. What introduction are we using? We're going to do an intro right now. Three, two, one. Boom. We're here with Jason, Jesse. The pleasure is all of ours. I've been waiting for this moment, and it's finally arrived. Me too. So I'm stoked. Me too. A long time. Describe what type of dolphin shorts I'm wearing. Ooh, I'm wearing it. Well, just these are the type of things that is good for uh, 
no video because people can only imagine. Oh, I would appreciate you letting me explain. I'm wearing a tank top that has a volleyball player on it. I'm wearing uh, white and blue striped dolphin shorts, flip flops. Actually, one my flip flops broke, so I'm wearing flow hose. <laughs> and why are you laughing? What about the visor? The visor is cracked, so it's getting repaired right now with uh, crazy glue. And my hair is parted and feathered. And I have a pair of croquis holding on my uh, Oakley Blade 3s. Damn. I've been doing a lot of volleyball, beach volleyball. Everyone's indoors and stuff. I'm like, let's get outdoors and do some volleyball. Yeah, I just broke out of house arrest and just bolted down here. We got to start from the way, way, way back. The way, way back? Yeah, we got to know. The wayward back. Like, born and raised back. Oh, this is going to be great. Well, first, should I just get right into it? Yeah. Well, first of all, I was born in Newport Beach at Hogue Hospital. And the sad thing is that, well, the happy thing is, Hoagie the Clown was still around when I was born. I went to Cardin Hall schools, and they were private. We got to go to a... What is it? An outing to the hospital? Like we're going on a field trip field to, to Hogue Hospital, and I met Hoagie the clown. I may have talked about this before, and went home and was like, "Mom," because she's a midwife. And I met my doctor that delivered me, and she's like, "Oh, you did? You met Hoagie the clown?" And I was like, "Oh, never mind." She beat me to that joke. Yeah, she's pretty witty. I never heard this one. And then the sad thing is, is that's where Jeff Grosso was pronounced dead at Hogue Hospital. Right, I did hear that. Fuck, it's pretty weird. So full circle. Yeah, it's weird. Life and the on the flip side of that, death is not scary. You just have to embrace it. And once you're cool with it, whenever your time comes, you're good. And you go into death with a positive mind state. And so you're not scared of it. And you get to get everything out of it you want. I hope I'm asleep when I die. Well, whatever it is, I hope mine's a very violent bloody death because i know i'm gonna embrace it with just stoked right now is a perfect time for you to give a statement that you want everyone to put on their instagram after you die this is jason talking about death that would be incredible (laughs) i've been talking about since i was 12 14 and the streets on fire video i wanted to die then like i really and then that's the sad thing so technically when you really look at it i'm actually probably terrified to die so i talk about it so much Mm. that it'll never happen uh felper used to say that uh we're all alive suffering and the ones that died got off easy when yeah it's true that's what you used to always like i'm suffering while curtis is dead yeah no more standing in lines so since this corona thing people are realizing i realized like wow i actually have chickens and there's a farm up the street where my warehouse is. Yeah. Technically, I can live. What's in front of me is my reality. Just need to make a well. The well, the water that comes out of this place is the most pure water. My friend Rick's on the water board. Technically, I can live yeah. here without leaving this house. Garden, with eggs. Chicken. These chickens multiply. I yell at them, produce more eggs, and they do. <laughs> <laughs> so then I give them away, and then you can trade eggs for vegetables. Oh, I got yeah. a garden going. I juice. Okay, so two bananas, or one banana, two two eggs is a pancake. Sammy Baca taught me Ooh, that. Oh, yeah. No Those syrup. Just add salt. Best thing I've ever tasted. You can work out here. I'm blessed, and I'm thankful every day of my entire boring life. 
I create dilemmas, but I'm blessed. You know, you know it. You've been here. I've seen you weed wacka. Yeah. And I see whales all the time. Oh, we did see one earlier. Fucking breaching. Very we? close. Resting. After so, Hogue Hospital. Yeah, I went home. You you grew up in San Clemente area? Orange County. And then uh, Tustin until I was eight. Moved to San Clemente. But when I was in Tustin, my grandma would take me to the Big O. And then once I moved to San Clemente, Herbie Fletcher would take me and Nathan and Christian to Big O. And I recently saw... A while back, I saw a Super 8 that Herbie had of me and Christian skating the Holiday Bowl. Sick. And Kara Beth was there, and I, I had seen her on the after-school special. And then I, I saw Stacy Peralta on a commercial, How to Fall. No way. So I learned how to fall in front of my grandma's house. And then... It was a commercial on TV? Yeah. Stacy Peralta teaching people how to fall? Yeah. And then Kara Beth was in the after-school special. I forget what it's called, but then I saw her there. But then in the footage, Neil Blender rolls in behind me and Christian. So I was maybe 10 then. And you didn't know Neil at that time? No. <laughs> and then Kirabeth showed me how to do uh, fakie tail, tail stalls. Like, it was cool. And then to go fakie. Uh-huh. She was super nice. I, to this day, I love her. And then when I was 12, I went to Del Mar and my dad told me, I'll drop you off in the morning. I'll pick you up. But you have to drop into that pool. And my dad's a pool builder. We lived on Balboa Island when I was born, right? Uh And then my grandpa and grandma lived in Santa Ana, and we have a street named after us in Santa Ana, Jesse Way or Jesse Court. Oh, yeah, I went and got the photo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because my grandpa, he was a really neat grandpa, wonderful man, and people loved him, and my dad was kind of a rowdy. But real quick, before we get to there, what was your first skateboard? Like, How did the skateboard come into your life? Um, my brother Brent and Jeff skateboarded, and my brother Brent had a, a Jay Adams, and uh, my dad told me to go down Red Hill Drive. It's a really steep hill, and my brother said, go zigzag, but I went straight and ate shit, and then my I was eight, and then my dad scrubbed all the, the gravel out with Ajax and an SOS pad. That was a Jay Adams board? Yeah, I still have it. And, no way. Yeah, and so I remember screaming, and he's like, we got to get the dirt out. We got to get it out. And I remember thinking, man, skateboarding is painful, but I love it. Yeah. And so that's weird. But then, and my brother said the same thing. He's like, no, he scrubbed it with SOS pads. And I was like, whoa. So then after that, we would skate uh, Red Hill Ditch, Sadlands, Lloyd's Bank, Sanolands. And then I went to Del Mar. My grandma would take me to Del Mar. And then we moved to San Clemente. Then that's when Herbie took us to to Big O. And Herbie had the first mountain bike ever made by Mert Lawwell. And really? Mert Lawwell was in on any Sunday. And he was a, a motorcycle racer. Dude, Herbie is such an important part of life. Like he was yeah, one of the first figure. people known to skate in a backyard pool, right? Barefoot. He's a key figure in everything i stand for uh, like big time and then christian's my best oldest best friend since fourth grade yeah so what was it like growing up with the fletchers you had nathan and, and christian and herbie nathan's just a 100 percent sweetheart and christian's a maniac and i was a mormon with mormon guilt scout's mom my first girlfriend when i was 12 her mom got yelled off the tennis courts by dibby like, get the fuck, when are you fat fucking bitches getting off the fucking <laughs> tennis courts? We want to play. 
And I remember hearing this story going, damn, Christian's mom is cool. And then Christian showed up at um, school in fifth grade. I've talked about this with um, a little film canister with this white stuff in it. It was cocaine. <laughs> and he put it in his gums and they make it numb. And I was too scared. I was like, I don't know. I'm a Mormon. I'll get in trouble and go to this place. And I don't even know why. Sure. And then the next day he showed up with shaved head all crazy with dyed different colors. And I'm like, I want to be like that. But without getting in trouble for the cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a true story. And um, Holy shit. Anyways, I don't know if that mm. made any sense, but no, it didn't. But me and Christian started off on different roads. I went skateboarding, and he went surfing. But we both skateboarded and surfed. His dad taught him surfing, and my dad built pools, so I skateboarded. Hmm. My brother skateboarded. Was Del Mar your park? Which one was yeah, the one you Del liked Mar. the best? Del Mar. Del Mar. Because my dad would acid wash it and then i would skate for free would you only skate the keyhole or would you skate no no everything because i saw david Orr and gator skate every pool i watched them go to every bowl and like and then leave and i was like what i want to do that a chip morton came up with my nickname was lewis <laughs> and then tony hawk called me lewis no yeah. why i don't know my nickname like was later lewis, lewis or something just lewis i don't huh. know they thought my name was lewis and then that went away you know delmar was the meeting place since I was 12. Damn. And I would go there. I would take Amtrak from San Juan Capistrano to Del Mar. And when the guy came to collect the tickets, I would go into the bathroom because I didn't have any money. And then if he did catch me, I would be like, I thought my dad took care of it. Right. What do I do? And then after the one time, I was like, always have enough to pay for a ticket. So it's not like you're that guy that's like, oh, there's that one guy. <laughs> so That's like a... Uh... We had a water slide near our house, and we used to, um, they had different color wristbands for each time slot. Oh, so yeah. we collected all the wristbands and put them in our shorts, and then we went to the bathroom and got ourselves all wet, and then ran out with the right color. And we're like, hey, we just went to the bathroom, and then we just did water slide free all day, <laughs> switching them up. <laughs> That's the best. But they, and, and technically, when they're sitting around at their stupid meetings, they're like, we need kids like this. Yeah. Because they're so excited. Right. Well, they'll keep the people coming because we need people in the park having fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> what if they were on to it the whole time? Yeah. Like, you never know what you don't know. We were influencers before influencers were a thing. I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> sick. And your, your mom was, they gave birth to the Godoy uh, Knox, right? So my mom's a midwife. Been one since I was six. So I was raised Mormon, and it was super cool. It actually was the coolest because it's a real family-oriented situation like every monday we would all eat dinner i had two brothers and me i was the youngest so i got away with anything and everything yeah and we would eat dinner and then monday night we would just talk about the week and all this stuff and it was cool my dad would pass out and we would make fun of him and like and i went to private schools right and then my brothers went to on mormon missions france and bolivia and when it was my turn i was like dad i'm, I'm not doing shit like, I'm a skateboarder. I'm moving out when I'm 16. And he's like, okay. So he's like, good luck with that. But uh, we support you, whatever. And I dropped out of school in ninth grade and then moved out. Well, true or false, your parents had Brad Dorfman sleeping on the couch for a while. So, yeah, that's a real thing. And then later, you were sponsored by Brad Dorfman. For a short period of time. Until he realized, like, I just saw photographs of my 
dad's 40th birthday and I'm 10 years old and I'm, I'm looking and I'm like, damn, there's Brad Dorfman right there. I might have showed you. And yeah. I was like, wow, there's Brad Dorfman. <laughs> and then my mom clarified, yeah, we took him to the Navy because your dad couldn't stand him on the couch anymore in the den because we had a den. It was the coolest hangout ever. And if you were... And you were in the 70s, returned from Vietnam or something like that. My uncles, you would just hang out in the den. It was sick. Right. So I think he slept in there on the couch or something. Either way, they got sick of him, took him to the Navy or whatever. Uh, There's a photo of it, and I brought it to Brad, and he took it from me. He was like, I can't believe that's your mom and dad. Oh, man. And he looked <laughs> cool, though. He had short hair, and he looked real nice. Uh. And I was like, yeah, they said... You lived at our house, and oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then I wrote for him, right? Gator got me on. That was your first video. You're, like, bombing the hill. Yeah, Visions with Gator. You saw that? Yeah, like a little kid bombing down the hill and behind Gator. Gator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> me and Bruno Herzog. So my brother's married to the daughter of the guy who filmed that. She's in the video when we skate through where the phone is. Yeah. Gator says, uh, straws are not cool, you know? Throws an, and I was like, damn, don't ever use straws again. He's right. <laughs> so Karen Eastwood, that's her name. She's great. My brother Jeff is married to her now. Whoa. Uh, yeah, so Karen Eastwood got a ride home with Gator, and I was in the back. I was 12. I took him inside. I'm like, Gator, will you sign my wall? I have you, Chris Miller, Jeff Phillips, Neil Blender on my wall. Will you sign it? And he was like, yeah. You know, he's all, he's charisma. <laughs> yeah. So when we were driving back, he was doing his nails filing his nails and his hair was all crazy and he was like hey so you want to go on a date later to karen and but and i was like man he's so cool he's horny that's crazy but i'm like horny leads to having kids which is gross <laughs> i feel like it was called like yeah vision skate visions skate visions yeah yeah and gator was in it chris rob i mean jeff phillips and chris robinson were in it, were in it. robinson he died jeff phillips died when they walk up with Gator at Upland, they're like, yeah, it's Gator, Jeff Phillips, and Chris Robinson. And Chris Robinson was a good friend of mine. That scene's pretty heavy. I put that in the consolidated video, one of the videos. Really? Yeah. Was that your first sponsor then, or was Goalwing? Uncle Wiggly was. Uncle Wiggly before Vision. Yeah, and then Steve Stedham was like, you want to ride for Pal? And I was like, yeah. So he gave me a Stedham Experimental, uh-huh. and I went to Lockett Lance's. And Fausto was there barbecuing. Atlantis? Yeah. No way. And he had just had a kid, so that would have been Tony or Sally? Tony. So it was when I was 15, because in 84, I was on Uncle Wiggly, and the guy from my school paper, ninth grade, only three months, took a photo of me doing a leaner at Del Mar. Then I got the Pal Experimental Stedham board. Stedham spent the night. We went to Lance's, lock of Lance's. Steve Stedham showed me how to do backs and airs. He's like, roll in as fast as you can and fucking launch. He's like, just go as fucking high as you can and grab the board in the air. Huh. And I was like, really? Sick. And that's how he did method airs. It was the best. He's wow. like, scrape your tail and just, you know. And I was like, okay. And then... I came back and Gator's like, you should ride for Vision. You want one of my prototypes? And I was like, yeah. Sick, because Gator is my favorite. So then I rode for Vision, went and did a demo at Knott's Berry Farm with the skate safety mom, Gail Webb. And I grew up, and that's in the 80s in Los Angeles, Santa Ana. All the, we went to punk rock shows, so I was like 
Fuck authority. Fuck anyone telling you what to do. That's fucking Nazi shit. Fuck that. We don't listen to nothing. We do what we do because we're skateboarders. Yeah. That's what we do. You think you could tell Mike Smith what to do? He would show up in just trunks and just rip and live <laughs> in his bus. So then I saw Dwayne shaving people's heads in the bathroom and I got so scared. And Freddie DeSoto took my photo for my Del Mar card. I love that dude. And he's the best front side inverts ever. He didn't give a fuck. I saw Dwayne's spray paint on the table out front of big o skinheads tear and that was just punk rock so then i would hang out with mike lorman and we would go to olympic auditorium and i'd see mark gonzalez spidey lance everybody so everyone went to these spots delmar upland lance's punk rock shows uh contests tahoe i was a tahoe tear it yeah was it more like at that time, since there was so few people doing it, was it more of a brotherhood, like everyone liked each other, yeah, or was there still no, kind of like, nothing. fuck that guy? Or, no, no, nothing. Uh, There's no fuck that guy. Uh, okay. Like if you skated, it if was... It, if, we, if someone didn't like him, it was funny. Uh, I'm okay. not going to say names. Right. Because that's just weird now, because I actually love these dudes that we would crack yeah. up about. Everyone was cool. It was such a small scene. How could you not like someone? It was something that we had and and no one else could infiltrate. Right. You can't come in and tell coach us. So was it full circle? Was did Dorfman kick you off because he found out you were so I went your to, parents' son? No, so I went to the Nuts Berry Farm and they were oh. Gail Webb, safety mom, and I'm like, the word safety mom is so dumb. So someone told me to do something and I just was like, What? And I stepped over this fence. And they're like, you're kicked out of your buddy. I hate when that happens. So I got kicked out, went back to go get some stuff from Brad, and he's like, you are off the team. You violated safety mom, Gail Webb. <laughs> I was like, what? She my mom? And then he kicked me off. So I was like, I was Whoa. like, good. I don't have anything to do with you because you suck. Like, you're the worst. He was, too. He's a kook. For the record, dude's a kook. Me and Mark went there later, and Mark's all, Brad owes me a lot of money. Let's go there. I went there, and instead of him just being like, yeah, Mark, we I owe you money. Here's the deal. He's like, hey, Jason, you you're, you like old cars and motorcycles? And he throws me a book of all these old cars and motorcycles he has, and he's like, those are all mine. And I was just like, yuck. Oh, who cares? And then he was just a dick to Mark, and then we are over it. And just to fast forward to prove what a kook he is, oh, maybe he has a good heart. I don't know. But Gator raped, murdered. And he still sells a board with the word gator on it. Yeah, that was insane. We went into those skate shops out one day, and there was like five of them on the wall. He should be a pillar for being like, hey, this dude killed and murdered. We'll never sell this graphic again. How cool would that be? Let's do some advanced thinking instead of like, just maybe it'll just get shut, you know, under the carpet. Yeah. No, no, no. Let's let's really reflect, and let's not keep making Joe Lopes board either, and keeping the money for, he, from that. Like it's like pretty crazy, and that's too bad because money over human is not okay. Yeah, ever. I know you and Jeff like you would run into each other throughout uh, your youth. Did you go on a trip with him? With Grosso? Yeah, you've been on trips, right? That was my first trips ever. No way. Yeah, my first trip to Alabama. I shared a room with him. My first trip to England was with him. I was in rooms with him. First trip to Australia was with him. Wow. And it's so crazy. We just see, meet at the gate. He is funny because he's an Eeyore. He would be either in a good mood or bad mood or tired, but he was always the best. Mm. 
I'd like to, if you're down, to give the story about the video where you're in the jail at the Santa Cruz video. It was at a real jail, right? It was in East L.A. I got a call and was like, yeah, just can you be in this East L.A. jail? Here's the address. 1986 or 7, 86, 85, 86. And he's like, here's the address. Meet those guys at 4 in the morning at the jail. We're filming it all, and they filmed it all in one day. Was there, like, people in the jail? No, it was an abandoned jail. An abandoned jail? And it's still abandoned. That's that's the jail they filmed the Lady Gaga video. And um, I think it's been used for a lot of movie stuff or whatever. Okay. But it was in East L.A., and... That, that was all in one day. All those dudes came through. Wow. Like, grassy. Hey, Meatball. You got a couple of your scumbag friends here to see, but I got some dudes we're going to stay outside. Not scumbag, shut up. Man, what's up, bro? Yeah, hey, uh, we just got back from Texas and skated these big pipes, like 30 foot tall. It was a big, huge, sturdy thing in Texas. Unbelievable. We were on right. pipe pace, and I thought I was cool. And he just pipe paced me, just went up and slapped. 11 o'clock and this goes all the way down. Boom! Slam right on his hip, just lay there. I had a really good trip. Not as Skip was there all day. Oh yeah, Skip was the guy. Yeah, he was the best. And then his homie was the jail guy, the guy inmate next to me. Oh yeah. And and I remember thinking, man, I never want to go to jail. For our generation, that was so iconic and like such an epic did you, after you do that, did like did things change for you at all? Well, yeah, that, I had just got my license or whatever, and I drove there alone, and then that happened, and then my board sold really good, and was we, that the flame, the Sun God board, or was it the Neptune? It was the Neptune one. I had a Neil Blender shirt as a towel in there. Did you see that? Yeah, Cranny uh, showed pointed that out That's to sick. me. And then Nottis' part was so sick, and it was he was skating a fire hose, or yeah, yeah. And then I was skating a Miniman, so that's kind of crazy, right? Yep. Went Miniman to fire hose, that was sick. And then we had to do like the voiceover thing for the weird dream scene. I went to his house, oh right, which was pretty cool. It was in Malibu. It was really neat. I don't know. Life was different then because it was really mellow, no matter what. There was no stress. Uh-huh. You know, you just. We're like, okay, you have to be there at this time. Where's your Thomas guide? And there was never like, oh my God, we got to do this right now. We have to hurry and go. Hurry faster and faster. Like, there was nothing. It was just like, if anything, I drove Neil Blender fucking crazy. <laughs> because I was like, let's go. Let's go do stuff. Let's go do somewhere, something else. Speaking of Neil, I was talking to Zerosh, and he pointed something out to me that I didn't know, which was you, Neil, and O recorded a song together. It was, uh, we're racing. No, no, okay, so that was, um, it was Hago, Eddie, Glass, Hago, Nigerium, oh. and, and Neil Blender and me. And you're singing on it? Yeah, me and Neil. <laughs> I have the 45, you want to see it? Yeah, that was um at Trent's studio in like Fullerton, maybe? Huh. The other thing is people always want to know about the, uh... A major deal in my life. And I relocated to Santa Cruz to find myself. My mind is a garden. I skateboard, but I'm an artist. 
I love art and I love you. Come to me and kiss me. <laughs> and that was Sturt, right? Yeah, we did that in one day because cause Dan, I wanted Dan to do it because I liked working with Dan, right? Because everything he did was kind of next level feeling mm -hmm. and we got it done real quick so i went down there i drove down there with dog my friend eric fever he's the coolest he's my favorite he's one of my real close friends for my whole life uh -huh. he works for how and he's just the best and his dad's my f idol 70s lowrider van painter you know mm -hmm. we leave in my ranchero and i make dog drive because i you know me i pass out when, <laughs> yeah. so i fall asleep immediately and he's so bummed because there's no heater and it's like it's like 30 degrees out and we leave at five in the morning and i have a chain steering wheel so his hands are freezing <laughs> like just i'm like where do we put our i was talking to him the other day i'm like where do we put all of our stuff what did we do do we even have a sleeping bag no what do we have any money no how the how the fuck we didn't have credit cards we just had some cash to get gas down there so strange to me we made it down there Dan's like, I got it all figured out. Don't worry about it. Go tell Tony Roberts. He's in the hotel room in there. Just go tell him what you're going to do and blah, blah, blah. Knock on Tony's door and he's all. I remember him going, I saw you out there with the cops. I'm like, you know what? I, they're fine. Uh, I have to do this thing with Dan. We're not filming with you, but everything's cool. We're friends. Everything's fine. And then the next day we go right across the street to the, in Carlsbad where that windmill is. And Dan shows up with, with his tinfoil. And he's like, you know, there's some videos that are out. You know, people think they're artists and this and that. Why don't you do this? I'm an artist. You know, just go with that. Yeah. And then, dog, want you to put this on your face and make it look like your tinfoil face. And <laughs> <laughs> we did. We filmed it one shot. Like, done. Okay, cool. We're going to McGill's right now. Let's go. It's like 10 in the morning. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Got the little McGill's clips. And then, okay, let's go to La Jolla Shores. I'm like, sick. That's where my old girlfriend lives. Cool. Go there. That's where I fall in the three-step. Oh, yeah. Ollie. And then I think we went to a ditch, too, right? There. What's Doc doing these days? It's kicking ass, like pinstriping and painting, doing exactly what he's been doing his whole life. Really? He's the best. Rad. I talk to him all the time. But you would skate the Kennedy Warehouse sometimes. Yeah. Okay, that's where I think I saw you for the first time in person. Not that much, so I would go there sometimes. I was, I was there one day when you were there, for really? sure. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, it was crazy. I probably went there a total of... Not the second one, the first one. that was just the spine and the vert ramp, where people would try to hit the uh, the beam. Yeah. Yeah. I think I went there a total of 11 times, maybe. Oh, really? Then you moved to Santa Cruz and that... I was living in Santa Cruz then. Yeah, okay. So I moved to Santa Cruz in 1990. 90 when i was 20 years old yeah and you were living by uh 26th avenue oh yeah by the uh pleasure point right yeah we would surf sewer peak and we hung out with clifford and dinsmore and mike mike Nider and all the dudes from blast and it was super fun like kenny cox dog dave Friel, it was sick everyone was cool and then we would surf 26 mixer mixer ripped 26 and then even tr ripped Skate Soquel or was it gone by I've then? never been there yet mm. Let's go to a question from Lance Mountain He asked Did did you learn to ollie on a skateboard Before or after you learned Off the lips or whatever they're called On a surfboard Well they are called off the lips I learned how to ollie Before I surfed I skateboarded before I surfed Just like Christian Fletcher 
Nathan Fletcher, Grayson Fletcher, Herbie Fletcher. They all skated before they surfed. And then I got my first surfboard from Christian Fletcher in fifth grade. Did he teach you all these, or did you learn them together? No, I learned all these at this ramp down the street in Dana Point. Didn't hit my tail, just scooped it, you know? I just learned it. And we're both left-handed, but he's goofy foot and I'm regular. Steve Olsen's left-handed, so is Alex, I think. Yeah, there's so is Joey Touche. You got a list of lefties. It's kind of cool. <laughs> Lance is the best. I used to go to Lance's. So much fun. It was the best time of my life. Yeah. Ever. I remember being a kid looking at like the locket Lance's the in the bag and shit. Ever. 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 Shit. The Powell I'm, videos. So important. It was like Gregor Rankin was there. Lee Ralph. Chef Phillips. Everybody. Nash. Juden. Eric Juden. Everybody. It was the sickest meet up but poor Yvette had to deal with a lot of phone calls and a lot of like oh yeah nightmares and then his, his wife yeah and it was just neat would Mark skate at Lance's oh yeah Mark of course and Grasso one time set up like 8 to 10 Roscott boards and I was like man how come you don't like them I don't know I just they don't know they don't feel right and now this one feels right so he finally found the right one and i was like can i have one of your old ones and he's like yeah i don't care i took one i was stoked you've never been one of the those guys that like need to the perfect concave i don't know what that means i don't know how i don't know works. what that means either there's guys out there like that, karma toshif was that guy really like a bottom press versus a top yeah. press yeah and, yeah oh my god i don't know or care gerwer tells me about it all the time because people call him for like hey i need some boards he'll be like you sent me a medium board like or something You're like oh no <laughs> i heard reese simpson told me once he's like if you're a professional you think you're a professional i'm like no and he's like yeah because you can't skate every board any board take this board go grab Losey. right go grab alan losey's board skate that i was like okay and i'll try it and it's hard but then once you can skate any board like Mark Gonzalez, anybody, you're a true professional. Huh. And my first real board was an Alan Losey. Alan Losey? Yeah, three of them. No way. Yeah, and they were like a weird material on the bottom, but it was it said Losey, and it had him doing, or it had a picture of a guy doing like a cracking off on the O or something. Sick. It was my favorite board. He was, I think he was the first pro I saw in person. He was at uh, Upland. I met him uh, with Darren like years ago, and I was like, "Hey, you were the first pro I met. Like he's gonna care or something." But it was. I mean, he, I'm sure he did care. He got, yeah, but it was just like you know, I was just like he's cool putting the putting it all together. Um, talk about didn't you bring Mark over for the first time to your house and he kind of blew your mom's mind or something like? Yeah, she loved him though. She loved him because he was in. My mom's a super. She's fascinated by human behavior, and she's really intelligent. And um, she just thought he was special. Like, uh -huh. special as in, like, this guy, your friend's very, he's destined for greatness. He's going to do something. Yeah, and then she was telling me this, and then he's like, do you know what time it is? And I was like, yeah, it's right there. Okay, but do you know what time it is? And I was like, it says it right there. And he's like, um... So what time is it? I was like, well, it, do you, it's like 7.40. It says it right there, 7.40. And he's like, oh, okay, thanks. And I was like, oh, maybe he doesn't know how to tell time. And then he's like, can you read this letter to me? And I was like, really? Yeah, okay. 
and I read it to him, and he's like, thanks. I was like, oh, man, that's crazy. Maybe he doesn't know how to read. And then I told my mom later, and she's like, yeah, because he's one of those gifted kids that is going to blow everyone's mind <laughs> with other things. But then he went to Orange Coast College and learned how to read and write. Fuck. And he is from Southgate, Tweedy Boulevard, and my dad had a gunite crew that lived right around the corner from his house. And so Tweedy Boulevard, he wrote a script, and you happen to have one of two copies or one something? One of three, maybe. Three copies. I don't know, but I cherish it. Yeah. Because then you're safe. Yeah. I love it that. It is. You were the first person to take it out of the sealed plastic. Ooh, I did not like that. That was we had to take a photo of it for uh, Thrasher, and Jason was like, hey, take it out. And I was like, wait, what? This is, like, worth... Uh, he's so fantastic. Like, he's such a fantastic person and friend, even. You know, you meet so many people that are, like, kind of just rotten. But you don't, you don't want to hate him, or you don't want to, like... You just don't want to be around him. But his charisma, it's like... You just want to be around him as much as you can, and that drains his life source right i don't have to see him for 30 fucking years and it's the same yeah i see him let's talk about andy a little bit yeah speaking of getting rowdy he's got a couple questions for you actually nice he says andy roy by the way he says first off i love you jason homies for life thank you for keeping skateboarding tough you are my hero he wants to hear the story about you picking jay adams up from jail oh (laughs) <laughs> oh, I love, I fucking love Andy so much. I love Andy when I tell people that, that, that some people that just don't know if they love him or not. <laughs> they get, yeah. They're like, okay. But I fucking love Andy. He's always been solid. I've never had a doubt about him mm. in my life. And I'm sure some people have because I've, you know. Yeah. But he's, because he's, he's real. And so anyways, because Jay Adams showed up in my fucking, it, I was somewhere and he pulled up and he goes, What's up, Jason? Where the fuck is Andy Roy? I, someone told me I have to find Andy Roy because you're too boring. I gotta find Andy. <laughs> I was like, What? I, yeah, I go home and I just want to kick it and work on shit. And he's like, Yeah, I know. We want to fuck shit up. And I'm like, Yeah, I can't. I don't want to. Yeah. And so he's, I told him, showed him where, gave him his number or some shit. But, anyways, one day I get a call from jail in Santa Cruz, right? And luckily, I answered the phone. I was at work when we were doing the consolidated thing for a minute. And um, it's all, you have a click call from Jay Adams. Okay, cool. Hey, what's up? Pick me up at 4.30 or 5. All right, I'll be there. Picked him up. He gets out. He comes out fucking with, you know, combs. You break the teeth out of the comb. Oh, yeah. And he had him push through his eyebrows. Two black ones. He's all <laughs> shaved head. Looks so fucking maniac. And he's like, what's up? And he's like, hug me. He's like, thank you. This and that. I'm like, what the fuck is in your eyes? And he's like, all the fucking Serenios fucking told me to push through that. You have to, you know, and like put that through your eyes and fucking crazy. I just, you know, you have to out crazy everyone in there, I guess. Yeah. We had to stop at the liquor store real quick to get whatever. Maybe just, I have no idea what. But he talked shit to these dudes out front, and then he right away he told me he was just kidding and shook all their hands. He's all, <laughs> blah, 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 just kidding, Jay Adams. And he shook their hands. And I was like, fuck. And then he's all, all right, take me down to the flats. And I was like, 
I can't drive my truck down there. I will get fucking rat packed. I cannot go down those streets. And so he goes, okay, drive me off here. I'll meet you here in 15 minutes. So I went, okay. Came back exactly 15 minutes. He was standing right there. Then we went to Consolidated. He had a cast on his leg. A fit, you know, one of those ones you can Velcro on. He had a broken ankle. Uh-huh. He had something, you know, and he started smoking it. Uh-huh. And I didn't know what it was. And I realized what it was, and I was like, damn. My heart broke. I was like, oh, shoot. And he tore the cast off, threw it off, threw it down the stairs, and fucking jumped down the entire stairs. And fucking was like, yeah, I feel good. Fucking signed the wall, and that's the one I put in that board. I cut out the wall that he signed. Yeah. And it's all suicidal psycho. He's my fucking idol, though. Damn. And he's all, don't ever do that. It's, and I was like, I don't even know what it was. <laughs> but I don't like it. And he's like, I was just getting samples to take down south. It's like, okay, that's cool. And then uh, I had some boards and he signed them for me, the the old SMA ones and blah, blah, blah. And then we called Christian and Fletcher and he's like, can you take me to the Greyhound? And I was like, yes, please. And I got him a Greyhound ticket to L.A. And I remember... He, he I waited with him and he was talking to some dude that was in jail with him and he's like yeah kicking it's harder to kick methadone than heroin he's like fuck methadone when I want to stop I'll stop and he did when he wanted to he stopped mm. but I was like so I, I mean this is just real talk right I'm not going to candy coat this because it was real and I saw it and he definitely told me do not ever fuck with this shit and I never will and have and I remember driving home and it took me an hour to drive home instead of 20 minutes and I was just bawling I was fucking so sad I remember being really sad and just like getting home and telling Heather man I'm just really I, I just saw some stuff I didn't want to see but I love the guy more than anything I was like, he he means so much to me, you know, because I learned so much. He taught me consideration, common courtesy, like even in the water, like if we were going to surf or skateboard somewhere. You know, and the first time I met him, I beat it. Like his old lady beat me up, like bit my leg, fucking socked me. And I had to grab her hair at Del Mar when I was like 14. She's drunk and on PCP, Uh. maybe I don't know what. So my first meeting him, she fell into this truck bumper, blew, broke her nose, and then Dan Stewart goes, I called the cops. I go, why would you ever call the cops? He goes, he, you'll see. So the cops show up, and she's all fucked up, and she, my, dude, she bit my leg, like, I was bloody. Fuck. She fucked me up. Right. Yeah, and so cop show up, and Dan Stewart goes, I'm the one that called, went straight to Dan, grabs me, and goes, she attacked him. And she's out of her mind, and she was. Put her in jail, put her in the car, left. First, last thing she says is, Jay Maniac Adams is going to fucking kill you, Jason Jesse. And I was like, oh, I'm in doomed. I'm, I'm, I'm in trouble. My brothers love that guy, and he's scary. So he shows up two weeks later, I'm looking for Jason Jesse. And I'm like, guilty. I'm the guy. I'm here. What are you going to do? Like, I'll just deal with it. Yeah. And then he was like, what's up, hey? You're, he's all, and he's spray painting on the ground while he's holding me in a headlock. <laughs> and and he's like, don't worry, it's nothing I wouldn't have done to her. And I was like, I didn't, she, okay. 
thank you. And he's like, it's fine. Let's hang out. You skate. Fuck yeah. Nice to meet you. You surf too. Where are you from? And all this stuff. And I was like, I fucking love this guy. Mm. He didn't even want to hear my side. He didn't care. He's all, I know she's fucked up. She's a psycho. But I was like, wow, I love this dude. He's like my fucking idol. Mm. Like, And he just wanted to skate and he surfed. And then, and then Hawaii. And then he let me stay at his house in Hawaii. He gave me a Nova to drive. Britt lived at Brian Surratt's house fucking ripped everyone in the north shore loved him apparently those surf clips you have of him are so heavy so crazy he's a fucking charger yeah and he got this it's just <clears throat> it's just wild all of it up until getting him out of jail and then i was just like damn it man i love this guy so much and i was sad but he's gonna be fine and then he was fine and then we got to do more stuff with him later we went to hawaii with Christian and we got to hang out with him and and he's like I'll be back in 20 minutes or 20 years and he fucking comes back and his car's mangled the next day and he's all fucking 20 pounds of cocaine in the trunk and I fucking spun out right and went up on the fucking ate shit got it back on the road and passed the cop and made it home what the fuck and he was a maniac yeah absolutely that suitcase we took to my warehouse. Yeah. There's a manila envelope in there of, of uh, letters he wrote you from, from prison. jail. Yeah. Wow. Probably 35 of them. Fuck. Sick. Why? Do, why is it that Dan Sturt um, sent all his photos to you after they were used? <laughs> I don't know. He's my friend. That's amazing. He like is, every I, photo that he would send to Thrasher, he would write on the back of it, Sandy send to Jason Jesse after you scan this or use it, right? Yeah, because he was a, my friend, and when he first moved here, we met in Palmdale at the Palmdale contest where I was wearing ladies. Like I was wearing Madonna pants, and, and me and Markins also went shopping at Contempo Casuals, <laughs> and we wore girl clothes, and we skated, and I did a Madonna at that contest and it was all like a virgin and then Dan Sturt was this really interesting weird dude not weird but just very weird <laughs> and so I was like do you need a place to stay you can stay in our hotel room you can stay in my room with us on wherever and he slept on the floor and then he said because of that he said I was the first guy that was super friendly to him I love the guy if I had $20 i would give him 19 of it if he didn't have any money like and i didn't you know or i'd split it with him like right. he was just really neat how did that day go about that you and arto took uh the photo to atiba well, it was like arto, a matt hensley right. photo right yeah the hat photo yeah. it's the only print it's yeah. the only one the negatives destroyed uh-huh. and the print dan gave me it was the one in the magazine that's what got atiba into taking photos so <clears throat> arto told me you have that print and i was like yeah i have a whole bunch of dan stuff and i showed him and he's like can i blow that print up for atiba because he got me into photography and i was like yeah you gonna you gonna have it and he's like no you keep it it's worth a lot of money let's make a perfect copy so arto probably spent some cash to get it blown up properly and framed and everything. Yeah. And then we gave it to him, and it was just so cool. 
uh, he was so it was it like felt, a surprise. Yeah, and it, and Arto is so sweet, and I love shit like that. Yeah, and Dan loves Arto, like loves him. Yeah, because he spent a lot of time with Arto and Rolly. Yeah, and he saw him when he almost died. All sorts yeah. of bad stuff, and so then I knew that I was gonna get shit. So, but it didn't matter because the good outweighed the bad. Because Dan just had taken a photo of Dwayne doing a, a going air in India. So I'm like, you leave skateboarding for that many years and you come back with that one thing. Come on. So I was like, I feel good enough to do this. So Tivo was stoked. Arto was stoked. I was so stoked. Charno was there. Granny. Yeah. And then and my phone started ringing at 4.30 the next morning until I finally answered it at 12.30 because he, in the afternoon because he wouldn't stop calling me 157 times. <laughs> and then when I answered it, of course, he told me exactly. He knew right away. And he told me exactly why <clears throat> and everything. And I said, wait, before you hang up on me, because he will. Two hours later, I'm like, all I got to say is I love you. I'm sorry. I love you, though. And so that's the bottom line. And then he's like, yeah, well, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, is it because of the the Dwayne photo, huh? And I go, yeah. He goes, click. <laughs> I knew he was going to do that. What about the time you ran into him for the first time in a long time? Remember at Encinitas in, like, a Walgreens? And he, like, shut the door down. <laughs> shut the whole store down. Dude, tell that story. That was the sketchiest story. <laughs> He walks in, sees me. I was with Kit, and he's like, looks at her. Are you with him? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. And he's like, all right. Like, nobody move. <laughs> and he looks so gnarly, right? Then they fucking ran and locked the doors and shit. And then he just was like, what are you doing here? Like, it was just, like, you know, I blocked that story out because it was so scary. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that because we, we we met, met the at next the bowl day. the next day and you're telling me the story and then he showed up again and we talked about it yeah that was heavy yeah but they shut the fucking the store down and the stuff he said was amazing this isn't a robbery but nobody moved like just fucking you know how he does it uh huh no Andy says what's the raddest lamb you ever taken. All of them. They're all equal. <laughs> yeah, and they all, they're all pretty similar. Right when you slam, it hurts so bad for just a second, right? And then your body, your endorphins kick in and block it all out. So you can jump up. You can get up and immediately, and no matter what. For some reason, when people slam and they can't move, and then... Two minutes later, they're walking and entering a con the next run. They're doing McTwistles or whatever. Yeah. That's all weird to just me. Just adrenaline, huh? I think it's just fake. Even if you break shit, you can still do I broke my arm and we still did that. You can break stuff and still have the adrenaline to pull it off till the next day or something. Have you ever broken your rib? <laughs> yeah. That shit will stop you. Because when you can't breathe... So I was feeling my ribs last night, and I have ribs stacked on ribs. That's what mine feels like, too. Yeah, it's weird. Fuck. Gut was there one night, one day. When, remember when I broke it at 
the hall of meat oh at the uh, with, goat bowl <laughs> yeah with olsen laugh i love that oh my god that was a hard one to breathe oh yeah eric j said he gave you the notebook that you were on the airplane when you got fucking yeah the, that was the book was the, that the notebook eric j gave you yes yeah, the um pocket partner but it looked like pocket pussy so i changed it to <laughs> to um suicide bomber which is skateboarding down hills in San Francisco. It was a song. And what was the story there? You've told them a million times, but there was like a country guy sitting next to you or something? Yeah, well, let's take a break. <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's, we'll be right back after this coffee break. That was from Denver to San Jose. Denver's a sketchy-ass airport. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now for another First Impressions with Timothy Donald McKenney. First Impressions, like I said, is my favorite uh, song in a, in a skate video. It's Paranoid Chant. Went to your part. Like I said, I've been waiting for World War III since that goddamn song in your part, kid. Uh, hell yeah. Minutemen, this is one of the sickest parts and songs to this day. Actually... My major impression of what a genius you were was your other part, your street part, where you're acting like Salvador Dali, and your mind's a garden, you're making tinfoil faces a homeboy. That was the best part ever, you didn't have to even skate, you just sat there with your, with your uh, robe on, and talked about, hi, hi, you found me, it's so hard to find me, love you dude. Hey, it's Corey it's at Blue Plate, 1831 Market Street. at Guerrero, as in Tommy. Come, Come see us. us. Real, anti-hero, crooked, chicken, thunder, venture, spitfire. We're here beers. every day of the week except the big the holidays. We got we've got a, garden, a curb and, and we've got, got smiles on our faces. faces. Come, Come let, let us get you happy. stoked. Testing Sarah. Hey, Silverman. Sarah Silverman's first show. Sarah Silverman stuck cannabis in her vagina on Instagram the other day. The first Sarah Silverman show was the best. The rest, I don't care. True or false, you've never worn the same socks twice. Huh. <laughs> Up until a certain time, yeah. So before it was the Mexi Ball, you go and you get <clears throat> 10 pairs for 7 bucks. So you get 7 pairs of socks and give 3 away to your friends. And what better gift is that when your homies show up and you're like, Hey, you want some socks? And they're like, oh, hell yeah. Like every single... It's like the only other per the only person I've ever given chonies to is Baca. Oh, I'm like, hey, you want some new chonies? He's like, hell yeah. Remember when we went on that trip to Ojai and uh, Cranny put chonies in all of our bags? Like he he snuck a pair of chonies in each of our travel bags before the trip, and we woke yeah we woke up and we're like, what the fuck? Where'd these underwear come from? And Cranny was like, ah. So how did you become the first and only white boy in Dukes? Um, that I forced my way in. I was like, uh, Manuel Cervantes, I met him at a car show and I was like, 
hey, what's up here in the Dukes? Sick, I have a 54 Chevy too. And he's like, all right, all right, all right. I'll, cool, cool, cool. I'll talk to you later. And I'm like, oh, no, homie. I, like, I want to get in the Dukes so bad. Uh, yeah, okay, let's see your car. And he's like, oh, yeah, no. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. I I have to get in. I'm. That's my dream. He's like, what, oh? What the fuck? <laughs> and so I just would not let up. And he's like, okay, let's go to a meeting. I'll take you to a meeting. So him and Oscar Munoz took me to a Dukes meeting when I was 20. And I went for like six months or a year or whatever to all their stuff. And then they voted They voted on me. And the only one that didn't vote for me was Gilbert. <laughs> yeah, I love Gilbert. I talked to him all the time. He's my homie. He's doing the Danny Way documentary. He's part of it. His brother is. Oh, really? Yeah, but, and he's going to jump the wall, jump into Mexico at Imperial Beach, and his brother's going to film Whoa. it. But um, maybe I wasn't supposed to say that, but who cares? Anyways, Gilbert, I saw him not too long ago, and I was like, Gilbert, what the fuck, hey? You're the only one that voted against me, because when I came back in the meeting, they're all, Chewie's like, all right, so you didn't make it. And I was just like, damn, all right, that's cool. At least I tried, and it was worth it. And they're like, nah, we're just playing. You made it, but one per one guy didn't vote on you. And I'm like, damn, who, Gilbert? And they're like, yeah, because you ain't Chicano. And I was like, what? But I got heart. Second white troll on skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they, they let me in. And it's 25 years. What's worse, a weak suck or a common dandy? Ooh, well, in California, a weak suck would be the worst. A common dandy would be something British. And if you're in British Britain and someone says you common dandy or, uh, yeah, common dandy, I, I wouldn't know how to re- react. But, <laughs> but in a California, someone goes, you weak suck. You, you know what? You're a real yahoo. Someone told me that once, and I was like, take it back. And they're like, never. And I was like, first of all, a weak suck is a poor vacuum like, if you have a poor vacuum line on your car, on your old Chevy, or any poor vacuum, like, on a vehicle, it's going to run like shit. So you run like shit. <laughs> Three on the tree. If you have a weak suck on that, what the fuck? Your life's stupid. So I was like, what's well, worse than telling someone to fuck off or your your family all die <laughs> in in Chinese, like, Dile la Mao, or Hunga Chan, your fucking, your... <laughs> You're like you don't want to hear any of that it's worse than anything like your mom's a fucking whore i'd be like that's cool but you're a weak suck i'm like <laughs> what the fuck that's i'm not kidding that's how it's that's taken worst, and yeah. like you know what you're a real yahoo like what a real yahoo that means i'm not very much fun so when you call people that it it's not a bad word but it's the worst insults that hurt mm-hmm. it's not funny like you call me a rojo hoto? I'm not a, a fucking verde hoto. I'm not fucking that. <laughs> have you ever gotten a fight with somebody and pantsed them? I have, and the only and cranny witnessed it, and I have a few times actually. And he thought I was a liar, <laughs> which I'm sick of being. I'm sick of telling my stories to my <laughs> close friends, <laughs> confiding in my friends, and saying like, "Yeah, we did this, this, and this. It was sick." And they're like, "Oh, that would be sick if that really happened." <laughs> and I'm like, "What? What? It happened right here." Huh. Right down the street, pants the guy. And then I go, let's go back to the house and wait till the cops show up. Because we pants them. The guy was like 6'4". He, he was driving us crazy. He was like a fucking tweaker. 
kicking it in his car for like a week and a half but he's like a local guy but you know we were finally like fed up with it the cops were there talking to him we rode our bikes over there cops were talking to him i'm like fucking beat it pigs we were yelling <laughs> shit like that cops leave we start shooting fireworks at the dude's car so we were egging him on because we were bored and then and we wanted to talk to him about like hey man quit parking there for so long right you, you have your feet out the window dirty socks beat it my kid drives down there she's dirty socks <laughs> that's gross like and so then cops leave and he's still there so we shoot fire we shoot roman candles at his car and shit and then he gets out like what the fuck so we blast a mortar at him and, <laughs> and then he starts running at me right and then i'm like cool so i kneel down and i have this super bright flashlight and he gets like 10 feet away from me and i turn it on his face <laughs> and he's just blinded and he's like ah, ah and he turns around and i'm just dove and pants his <laughs> basketball shorts they went right to the ground right and i kneeled down and shined it at his butt <laughs> and i went cool butt <laughs> and cranny started laughing so hard and then he pulls him up starts running and i start running after him try to pull him again he's holding him so tight <laughs> he will not let him go down <laughs> I, was, I was fucking dying and he says call the cop call 911 to oh, his, his girlfriend. girlfriend was in the car or something? yeah call 911 right then i just buckled i was like call 911 you got pants <laughs> like who the fuck calls okay so then me and cranny um we leave but before we leave cranny just told me the other day he goes you remember before we left that you told me michael shine the light on my back and i was wearing the my chinese dragon silk uh -oh. robe yeah and he shined it on my back and i was pointing with my thumbs like look at that that's a dragon you want me to show you've seen it yeah i've seen it and then <laughs> the guy looked like what <laughs> and, then, and then we left and then we waited on the porch like hopefully the cops will show up cause, so we can tell them but then later i thought you know what cranny they could show up and be like you attempted to rape a six four man and i was like we we could get in trouble i didn't i you saw i didn't get a boner right and he's like yeah no you, he's like you didn't have a boner and i was like right you didn't either and he's like no i know we both didn't and i'm like okay so at least we have that and we're witnesses. So then these sketchy fools show up in my driveway. And this guy gets out this this Tiger King tweaker. And he's like yelling for his fucking dog. What fake dog. And I'm like, oh, you lost your dog? What's your dog's name? Michael? And he's like, lost my dog. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, if I see it, let me know. Who are you? I'll bring him to your house. Or I'll, now I would just say, no, your dog's on this property. He's my dog. Mm -hmm. I'm going to rename him. And I'm going to walk him. <laughs> he kind of like backpedal, gets in the car truck drives away i follow him he pulls over i look in he has like some big ass fucking dude in the truck some dude in the back and then him and, and i go you didn't lose a fucking dog what's really going on okay well here's what's up this guy right here you know him does he look familiar i go no does he look familiar? look at him i'm like no he looks like no i don't know and he's like oh okay well he got attacked he got jumped by like six cholos and they were in a truck like the one we saw on your property and you guys were riding like bmx bikes like the one we saw on your property i'm like okay so you did your detective work so cool don't ever do that again but now if i hear of anything i'll let you know right leave people over the at the farm they're telling me hey that guy whatever got attacked do you know anything about it yeah he got pants and one of the guys 
Jeff's like cracking up because I knew it was you. You know, that's <laughs> funny. <clears throat> so then I see this fool about a week later kicking it in his truck, his little whatever SUV with his girlfriend. And I pull up next to him and I go, hey, what's up? And he's like, hey. I go, you're the one that got a jump by all the trolls, right? And he goes, yeah. And I go, no, you didn't. You got pantsed. And, I, and his face went, what? And I drove away. I haven't seen him since. Wow. That's amazing. I know Cranny was telling me about that. I was just cracking up. Like, but it all started with my cousin Johnny, like years ago. Where I'm like, you know what, Johnny? Fuck this. You, you know, people fucking want to fight you. You pull, you fuck them up. Then you have these knives on you and guns and shit. What the fuck? Like, we're gonna go to prison. Like, we need a better tactic. <laughs> and so then I go, how about spanking people? <laughs> so in San Francisco, we pull, we we pulled over on bikes and and. Uh, this dude walks up and starts talking shit to us. And I go, watch. I swung him around and spanked him, like a public spanking. Right. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, I just went for it. Like, he'll probably kick the shit out of me. Who cares? So that was the beginning of, like, we. he's like, you're, you're on to something. Oh. And I'm like, yeah. So if the dude starts fucking socking me in the head, I'll pants him. I'll, <laughs> I'll get his belt loop. I'll get his belt off and his pants down. And how embarrassing is that? Because your wiener looks stupid. <laughs> like, you have to be prepared. And you have to be, like, proud stage. And so then Johnny's like, that's a good idea. And so that's where it stemmed from. And, and we did it a few times. And then and I would tell Cranny about it. Like, you know what? Don't ever fight anyone. Because, you know, you punch someone. They punch you back. You just feel like a dick. And then you're like, yeah, I really fucked that guy up. And then he's like, I really fucked that guy up. And then you feel bad. Like, yeah immediately but if you pants someone and the guy's like here's the other thing let's say you pants a guy and he turns around steps out of the shorts and it backfires on you <laughs> and he says yeah you want these off and he takes his shirt off <laughs> and he kicks the shit out of you naked that's the only that, way yeah, yeah. you have to be careful like some people may be ready for it <laughs> so at this point i just don't even care yeah, Andy was telling me this story. He, I was like, what's up with this snuggle bandit? And he's like, oh, I don't even go to jail anymore. But you know what you got to do is you got to jump into bed with guys. Before. And then you find out where they stand because they might push you out like they're pissed, but they might pull you in. And then you know what kind of guy they are. Okay. So, yeah, my friend, my, my friend's brother, um, who's super scary, was like, you know Spider? And I'm like, no, I don't know Spider. And he's like, yeah, I was locked up with him. He has a uh, spider web tap tattooed on his head. And I'm like, oh, Andy, guy, you want a junior? Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. He goes, yeah, he skateboards. He knows you. And I'm like, oh, yeah. He goes, dude, that dude scares the shit out of everyone. He would be in bed before, he would sneak in people's bed before they got there. <laughs> and so when they would get in bed, these are like some crazy-ass fucking hard-ass criminals. And and then he would like hug him like you want to snuggle, <laughs> and they would fucking launch out of their bunk and and then he would go into the showers, and he would call out people's names like, hey so and so I dropped the soap and so he'd get the showers to himself. He's a genius. That's just like you gotta like yeah. That's like real survival skills. All right, this one I know nothing about, and I'm anxious to hear about it. It's the Jackie Chan movie story. So, like, in 92 or 3 or something, uh -huh. we got invited to go to Hong Kong and do a Jackie Chan movie with... I got picked, and then... Well, like, as skaters, like, yeah. you want skateboarding in the movie? Yeah, and there was Javante, 
uh, Andy Howell, Justin Gerard, that one little um, miserable guy, uh, <laughs> super grumpy, Henry Sanchez, <laughs> poor guy, uh, Rick Abacetta, the best. So I was like, this is going to be sick. And it was super fun, but I had a meltdown and was like, I got to get out of here. I go, this, first of all, he broke his ankle the first. Jackie Chan? Yeah, the first like week or two we were in it. Skating? Yeah, yeah, by himself. He bombed this hill and his his handlers, he turned his ankle on their, on one of the handlers and broke his ankle. And I knew at that point I was like, oh, we're going to be here for a long time and um, we're not going to get paid. So I was like, hey, my grandma died. I need to go home now. And the dude ian i think but oh and and kent from ftc was there he was he's the best no way yeah so it was sick like it was just rad all these rad people and then i just got out early and thank god because i i was having that was someone pulling in and turning out around oh really but yeah i I had to get out because i was having like super gnarly homesick i was homesick Mm. but that was so fun But for the record, Javante Turner's uh, 360 kickflips are nothing to even fuck with. They're the best. You know that, right? Yeah. He could just do those on a dime, and they're this. And then right up to his... And then Rick Abacetta was... He's the best. He's just a sweetheart. I love that guy. Rad. Yeah, I want to get Rick on here, actually. I seen him at Blue Plate one night. Hey, it's Corey at Blue Plate, 3218 Mission Street. Come see us. Meatloaf, fried chicken, deviled eggs, Dollar Olympia beers. We're here every day of the week. We got a garden, and we got smiles on our faces. Come let us make you happy. We got a couple questions from Cranny. He just called in. Oh, nice. Hey, Michael Jacobs. Hi. Jacob. Uh, Forced. Forced in science. Cranny, question here. Uh, let me get your, I mean, I'm sure there was so many, but top Casper moment. Corey Chrysler, a.k.a. Casper. Casper. I don't know. I'm sure there's so many, but what, what would you say that one of your top moments in live TV live persona with him was? Okay, so wait. Every morning, it's, 7:30 when he worked at Monterey Bay Academy right here he would wake me up at 7:30 perfectly on the dot cuz it was back right bumper would scrape uh-huh. and it would go rrr, rrr. it was insane and then so I would be like that was my alarm every day get up go to work whatever go to you know Santa Cruz consolidated whatever that thing was and then hang with Moish basically and then when I get home I would see him passing me or he would pull three wheel to my house but there's um there's probably a lot more than that i mean i know what he wants to hear this one but (laughs) but that i mean he was the best let's see what else he's got then there's a lot of killer killer, um shiny fucking vato shoes a lot stacy and they're all fucking look cool on you they look terrible on me what's your favorite pair of shoes you own (laughs) stacy adams and to boot with the shoes because that, that's important when you're low riding and you got your fucking cars and shit. What's your favorite car that you own right now? Oh, sick. 30 that you own. 
Yes. Yeah, love you. Bye bye. <laughs> hey, hi, wait, hi. <laughs> Um, 39 Chevy Stacey Masters. Stacy Adams shoes. Yes, yeah, Stacy Adams patent leathers are black and white, and then Dickies and Pendleton. And what's the cologne that goes with the Stacy Adams? Is we going Gucci by Gucci, or are we going Tom Ford? You could do that. Gucci by Gucci, Tom Ford, Black Orchid's good. <laughs> um, we got um, Spice Bomb by Roll with Rolls. <laughs> and then what's the car? 39 Chevy Master Deluxe. Mm-hmm. See what this last one is. Quick fucking bonsai pipeline, North Shore, Oahu, Cuz. What's a, a fond memory of Hawaii you have, or and and then also a scary one? No. I'd love to hear some of your Hawaii stories because you have that royalty of hookups out there with the Fletchers and the Hui and the boys, Perry Dane, all those fucking radical dudes, Marvin Foster, dudes I was scared of as a kid uh come on let's hear it if you would like to disclose any of that information my name is james (laughs) (laughs) the best is just getting uh is just surfing v-land or backdoor with perry dane and christian and back before it was 700 people and before the brazilians took over completely but like 30 or 40 people out and then Perry would just tell everyone to go inside and then we would surf backdoor or V-Land alone and backdoor was the best because if it was overhead you don't have to worry about anyone you just drop in and get barreled and then Christian was like you need to put on the brakes like you have to lift the nose up so when you drop in you don't do a bottom turn or anything and you just drop in barely put the brakes on and you just get barreled and that was the best. And then I watched Perry Dane get in a fight with these three dudes. And um, we were driving. I was driving, and I was with Heather, Scott's mom. She was born with, like, this thing called bitch face where you, she just can't help it. She just looks like a, like someone, like, who who stepped in dog shit face? Like, so, anyways, but Perry, these dudes fucking did pull some shit. He got out and kicked three of all three of them in the face and, like, fucking just socked a few, and they were like mokes they were gnarly and then they were like oh fuck it's Perry Dane and then they kind of just were like okay cool we're no we're cool we're cool and they were like he just fucking went rowdy and I remember being like wow this is insane like he just does it's the wild west in the 90s and shit and he's the guy that called up Quicksilver and said oh you want you guys to surf here fuck that they're all going home unless you pay me and put me on quicksilver and then all you guys can serve here so they're like all right you're on here's your money he's the king i fucking and he's the guy that jumped on the back of tiger sharks and with a bang stick like 15 foot 18 foot tiger sharks oh shit and he he drove monte carlos then some stuff happened with his neighbor and it's just crazy, but North Shore was dangerous. Fuck yeah! When I was like eighteen, Christian Fletcher, we went to this, to the town, and he met this girl, and she was a stripper, and so we had to go to the strip club, and that was like the first time I went to a strip club, and all I could stare at was the people's eyes that were watching the vaginas and stuff, and I was like, man, that's crazy. They they look, you know, like when people are mating, and if you lot if your keys are in one of your friend's pocket, and you're like, hey, I need to go, but they're mating, they want to <laughs> like bite you or something. They're like, they would just fuck, get the fuck out. Like they're just crazy mating 
thing. And so I'm like, fuck, these people are all in mating mode and they're just gross. I'm out of here. I go, Christian, I'm leaving. I'm going to go back to the North Shore. Where I'm going to go back to his house. He lived at the top floor at Jerry Lopez's. So I took a cab out there and I didn't have any money. But I was so freaked out. I like to go to bed early and I didn't party. So And Christian would eat mushrooms and smoke pot and drink beer and do acid at the same time. And then I just wanted to go home, but he's my best friend. So I got a ride in a cab by this huge moke, you know, like just that bad motherfucker. Like, but he was cool too. It sucked. And then right when I got close, I'm like, this is good. And I got out and just ran. And he chased me. And I could feel him <laughs> breathing on the beach. I was running in the sand and just breathing forever. And then I finally lost him. And then got to the house and it was all dark and <clears throat> got inside and there was the rats were, were like two feet long and i saw it was like rodents of unusual size i was like why did i even come here why this is more scary alone than being with the scary creeps and christian yeah <laughs> and then i seen him the next day and it was everything was cool i don't even think i told him but there are a whole bunch there's so many many stories that you just have to keep to yourself or amongst your friends you don't want to go public with because then the um feds will try to acquire some type of a case against you later or something mm-hmm. have you seen anybody like that you thought was dead like surfing like in some big ass wave just eating shit and you're just like oh that guy's done i don't not really so those are gnarly waves out there yeah but they're so I mean, there's caves and rocks underneath the pipeline, and I watched my friend Job get fucked up. My brother's almost died a few times. Oh, surfing inside Sunset was the scariest. Okay, so I saw buttons. Okay, Sunset is the... It's, I don't like Sunset. It's scary. If you surf Sunset, you're a gnarly... You are a, you are a very good surfer. But the inside surfer, inside Sunset, even if it's only like head high, it's like a washing machine, and you can't get out of it. One time I saw... Me and Christian saw Buttons at Foodland, and he was cleaning his car out in the afternoon. The next morning, we seen him cleaning his car out, still organizing it. I was like, damn, he's up. He's been doing this. And then an hour later, I seen him run by the house, and Christian's like, what's up? Buttons, I'm going out right now. And it was huge. It was fucking maxing at sunset. And I seen him paddle out. He was out there so fast. Like, this is how amazing that guy was. Uh Buttons was my favorite surfer in the world. And he caught probably 10 or 15 waves. We just tore the shit out of him and then came in and hung out with us for a minute and then took off. And I was like, Buttons, I saw you at Food Line yesterday and then this morning. And he's like, yeah, I was, was organizing my car. <laughs> I was like, this dude is my fucking favorite. Like, right. And then Marvin Foster, too, I really like. How long were you out him. there? Well, I would just... Or just go, go for there. trips. Yeah, and then Christian obviously introduced me to the people uh-huh. that matter, and then they don't forget. Uh, you just get to know people, you know. Yeah. And Jay lived there. Well, he lived at Brian Surratt's house, and we stayed at Jerry Lopez's house. Oh, so damn. That was where Christian, or Herbie, owned the top floor. Oh. So it was really... That's like uh, the Volcom house now, right? Or the Rupert yeah. house or something. Yeah. So we went back with a converse trip with Baca and those guys, and it, it's just a different dynamic now. Yeah. It's kind of weird. First time listener, long time caller. That's what we got. Uh, Zeroche. Hey, what's up, Schmidt Talk? This is Zeroche. Uh Jason, hi. Uh, 
met you in Sand City when you used to come skate with the Salinas boys in the 1990s. And I uh, want to thank you for being a genuine motherfucker, um, having the uh, courage to be yourself. And uh wanted to know why you never left skateboarding behind. Like, how is it always, like, it's just a toy. Like, how have you never abandoned it? How do you answer that? You don't fake it. You take it to your whole life. You just... I, what else do I know? I don't know anything else. I have no other skills. Nothing impresses me but skateboarding. I got started at such a young age of adrenaline. You Like, let's say you start jogging at 12. Well, I started skateboarding at 10, and every day of my whole life, skateboarding and surfing, how can you stop? You can't. Your body's... It's a pattern that your brain is already like... If I don't skateboard or exercise or surf or anything like that, for a week or two or when you're injured you start losing your mind you go into depression yeah and then you're just like kind of a dick and it's just Zerosh is the best I love Zerosh oh that's a great question and it could be answered for four hours this one is uh, I kind of know the answer to it but Tim McKenney uh, he really wanted to ask you this this is a big question for actually I'm a little winded I was just skating out in front of out in front of uh, Target at Ceremony. I'm rusty, dude. You can't skate for a month. You might as well not skated 16 years, it seems like, guys. This one's for a legend, Jason Jesse. And it's, uh, I didn't skate for 16 years. First impression is that cover and how stoked you were when somebody threw it at you. I think it would be Greg. But anyways, whoever threw that at you, that look in your face, I've had that same look. Asian kid at the skate shop threw my transrail down cover. I didn't know Pete. I didn't know that was coming out of Pete Thompson. You know, nobody told me. And I had that same damn look on my face. So I want the world to know what that felt like when you had no idea that was coming and that mag was thrown down. That thrasher cover was thrown down in your 40s, kid. I fucking love you and I'll say it till the day I die. I fucking love you and you're a legend. That's it. That's it. That's my question for you. What did that feel like, kid? I know, I was kind of stoked I never had it, right? Yeah. Going, oh, shit, like, this is the best, worst day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> like, what now? That was real. You filmed that. Yeah. That was heavy. And then, like, so stoked, like, fuck, yes. And then, oh, this is going to have, there's some, this is not an easy earn. Yeah. Like, I have not paid for this yet. And then, and then the following year, I definitely paid for it. And it was worth it. <laughs> that was the best. He said that... Uh, best in my life, though. Even Jake, knowing... And Jake was alive. I had knee pads on. Thank you, Jake. <laughs> Tim said he went in... He was coming out of Fausto's office one day. And you were going in. And I think it was the last day, like, Tim rode for Think. He was just over skating or whatever, and he told Fausto, and Fausto was just like, good luck, man, whatever, like, you know, he had to do. He was just over it. But you were going in, and I think that possibly that was when you were talking to Fausto about possibly doing a company together. Yeah. Not a lot of people know about that. No, that was the best. Mm -hmm. Fausto was the coolest ever, and he was just like, what do you want to do? And he's like, you want to get involved and think? And he pointed out his window at it. And I was like, man, or something new, or, or maybe we could go through thinking, but I really want to 
go through deluxe and he was like well it's not gonna happen my maturity level at that time was not there you know there was a lot going on in my life and that was the heaviest meeting i've ever had in my life i like, bet i mean sitting there talking to Fausto and he's telling you what, what do you want to do you can do whatever you want let me know uh-huh. i'm just like oh I, okay I wish he could have just told me what to do. What do you think he would think right now about the success of Thrasher? He'd be proud of everyone, Tony and everybody. This whole family, even Jake. Jake's gone, but I think he would be really proud of it. Yeah, I mean, I he, know he would. I think he'd just be walking around being like this. I told you. Yeah. <laughs> Something like... He, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. I started this. Really. Yep. And he did. Yeah. And he he was hard ass about it. He yeah. did it right. He was fucking the best. He was so privileged to have gotten to you know spend so much time with him. Every every single thing. Every time for my whole life, I'm only wearing Thrasher shit. Yeah, that's Look crazy. Every you photo always show me. You're like, kid. Look at this photo. I'm wearing a Thrasher shirt. Only Thrasher Look at this. my whole life. All through everything. That's amazing. Like I mean, everywhere. Everywhere. Well, let's talk about this new chapter, <laughs> Rollers, California. Oh, sicky, yeah, it's yeah. the best. So, okay, we are talking Rollers, California. And it's just Rollers, you know, Rollers, California, 2020. Okay, so Donnie and me have Briggs Brand, and then the skateboarders have Rollers, California. And Donnie's doing art. We got Cranny involved, Schmitty, me. Jamie Prescott for events and all sorts of stuff. We got a nonprofit through it. We want to do profit sharing and it's skateboarders for skateboarding. And this is who we got. And it's like bearings, bolts, grip tape, everything that the other company that got hijacked is this is taking its place. It's from the streets. And this is real. And we got Cranny, of course, Alex Olson, Andy Roy, Chris Cope, Colin Provost, Danny DeCola, Figgy, of course. Regal, Frex, Grayson, Jesse Piaz, Jimmy Kale, John Dixon, and Louis Lopez. What the fuck? Mike Anderson, Nuge, Rainey, Riley, Robbie, Ronnie Sandoval, Sammy Baca, Wes Kramer, Mark Johnson. What the fuck else do we want? That's that's fucking crew. That's the shit right there. Let's, that's amazing. I'm so excited. I haven't been this excited about life in the fast lane for a long time and all those guys were pretty immediate like oh yeah we're in it's on like let's do this it's on what else is there That's we, so sick. who's over there now when jd showed up a year later i knew we'd get even stronger and uh rumor has it that the flow team is starting to get pretty stacked well, the schmitty flow team <laughs> who else is on flow team I don't know. Yeah, I don't even think it's just you. Oh, what bad RV? That's pretty sick. Uh, and then we got Andy, who's pumped up, and we're gonna get him dude. driving. He can get the crew fired up, and the all hey, the most. If he can't ways. get you fired up, nobody can. Yeah, and he's been through the ringer and back Vietnam twice, Cambodia, you know, Iraq, America, everywhere. Look, every single treacherous, terrible thing he's been there. He's I'm excited this. for this pandemic to be over so we can... Uh, What's a pandemic? 
Uh, it's like pandemonium in your mind. Oh, because, yeah. Oh, because everyone's on house arrest. Ow. Yeah, house arrest. Let's get this over with and get Rollers it cracking roll. the fuck 2020 off. style. We need to get it cracking. Yeah. Keeping skateboarding, skateboarding. Not we're, we're not just, we don't just skateboard. We're skateboarders. We live it to our death. And that's it. What about the Baca shirt? That graphic's Baca's amazing. the best fucking shit ever. Like... <laughs> Dude, that was so much. There's no much more respect than I have than that motherfucker. Like three Sammy. boys. How do you just say? It? Let's just handle three boys. Yeah. What a bad motherfucker, and have the best part. Big love for Sammy for show. What you got bearings out already? There's. We're doing everything we did: bearings, slippers, grip tape, fucking bolts, and then whatever else anyone wants to add, mm-hmm. like shirts, certain shirts. I want to do certain- back rollers. Back rollers, rollers, rollers. Yeah, back rollers <laughs> stuff, anything. Yeah. And bricks, too. Bricks is like whatever art skateboarder person wants to do, we have them go through bricks. We got a bricks storefront in San Pedro. We got, so bricks brand is like a sacred ge- geometry of like key people in our lives that can do anything they want. Let's get it that cracking. We got, um, a spiritual advisor like Eric Burnett, he's gonna do stuff. You know, the list is endless, and nice. then and then that's just like art outlet, and then Rollers is full on take it to the curb outlet, and it's all the team is the company. We got this. Like the whole Absolutely. team says, "Fuck you," then the whole company says, "Fuck off." We're done. Like it's on. Like these, it's for life or forget it. I saw the hashtag is "Don't fuck with us." Don't fuck without us. Yeah, we got that from Busby, from <laughs> Buston. That was a good one, man. It's true. Like, don't fuck with us, but don't fuck without us. We got this. Yeah. Well, things are looking good on that front. Yeah, with love. And these, all these dudes have proved what they do, what they do. They're yeah. Not faking anything. There's a lot of fakers out Sean there. Sean Stewart, aka Frex, coming through with a huge video part. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Fucking Fred, Fred Gall, so hyped on yeah, that. Yeah, Fred's been skating every day. It's so rad to see him on Instagram, staying clean, sober, and just ripping. Fuck. Wes yeah. Kramer forever. forever. Figgy forever. Figgy Louis Lopez forever. forever. Every ever. fucking, all of them news. Fucking Anderson, Manderson. God damn it. It's yeah. seriously the sickest shit. Provost, John Robbie, Dixon. Jesse fuck. Piaz, what the oh, fuck? Oh, yeah. God damn it. This is the so, best shit. On that same vein, I wanted to thank you. Um, you no, created you. the graphic for uh, this new shirt that we just did, and we fucking raised $1,000 for UCSF Medical. Um, and Zarosh printed them. Um, dude, it was just sick. It was like the three of us damn, came together and did rules. this. and. I think when we did it, we all discussed like how how sick would it be if we you know ten dollars a shirt? That's a hundred shirts. We could probably sell a hundred shirts. That's a thousand dollars, and obviously couldn't have done it without you. Like everyone was so stoked on that graphic, and then Zarosha's hard work putting in the time printing it for low cost, so we could turn it around quick and cheap. And yeah, everybody out there that bought it, thank you so much. Um, it, it feels like I'm smiling knowing that my check is being handed over to these guys. That and uh, 
fuck hopefully we can do more stuff like that um you know like giving no, back sure. to like things that are important and just showing that like you know that we have to fucking you know everyone has to put in to fucking enjoy this ride absolutely and zarosh is like our spiritual advisor for the whole team and everything for everybody yeah because we're gonna do tm transcendental meditation on these trips that's important so important you can get focused everything falls into place it's all nothing but positive energy no matter what it uplifts the populace on it yeah without even trying yeah, Cheryl still talks about the day you brought up all the sweatshirts and we uh, for oh, Christmas sick. and we handed them out to the homeless and then went that to the Glide and dropped off best. like that food and shit. That was the best feeling. She's she's got a question she wanted me to ask you. Oh, of course. Why vegan cheese? I mean, I was raised vegan and I don't like dairy and dairy's not good for you. And you know, thank you, mom, for everything. I love you for teaching me how to eat properly, and that's why I feel and look decent well i'm 70 something years old i don't know how old i am but <laughs> but like because cheese is milk it's animal you know it's just i don't know i, lo- I got animal friends <laughs> doesn't make me feel good so that's why i don't eat it but i do like vegan cheese God, there's only one or good. two that's good oh. the rest tastes like cardboard garbage okay <laughs> but i just want to put things in your body that makes you feel really good because don't you want to feel good Mm-hmm. I remember the first or second hangover, I was like, you know what? I'm, I don't like that. I also want to give a big shout out to Sean and the Berkeley Vert Ramp because he's been fucking. I, I love Sean. Yeah. Dude. Yes. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, Sean. Thanks for everything. We've we've had a lot of good sessions the over best. with you and uh, all that. I was wondering if we can end with two things. One is a kick-ass song that we'll end with. But um, before that, what like advice you could give to people that are going through a tough time or like trying to get out of a dark place in their life and shit? <clears throat> Embrace it somehow. Come to grips with embracing it because it'll only make you better even though you don't want to hear this right now. Don't get comfortable with... Do not get comfortable with um, with being miserable and embrace all your hardships because they will turn around then no matter what and you'll be able to look back and be like, well, I pulled that off. I, I feel pretty good about it in a humbling way. Like, I got through that. I can use this, that tool to get through other hardships and maybe help people along the way by example or whatnot and always forgive people and never hold on to like anything uh, negative because you'll just give yourself cancer or it definitely affects your your um, DNA and your, your cells and your body. Negativity affects your cells drastically negative. Mm-hmm. Like if you can somehow get through it, there is suffering, there is like things that happen that you have to go through to heal but once you get through that, like depression is part of it. You get, you pull out of it. Could take a year, or whatever. But get out of it, and it will turn around no matter what. That's a fact. I've learned that on many occasions. That's why I'm still here. I'm okay with that. Perfect. Appreciate that. Um, episode seventy is a wrap. I'm so hyped, dude. Thank you so much. I love you. Thank you. You gave me so much, so much support through some hard times in my life. So thank you. I love you. Uh, Pleasure. What song should we fucking take it to the bridge with? Oh, man. Um, 
well, I mean, where, wow, wait, whoa, that's a lot one. That's a huge one because. That's a big request. How about just, let's go with the Lee Ralph song. Let's dedicate this to Lee Ralph. Shout out. Fuck yeah. Steve Clare witnessed him, 100% witnessed him. I've over the years pretended and turned it into me witnessing him, but it has, it was Steve Clare. Lee Ralph rolling around in shorts, no socks, a jean jacket, cut off sleeves, listening to Bee Gees, I gotta get a message to you. And screaming it at the top of his lungs and crying and rolling around in Denmark on a wooden floor and didn't stop until the song was over. And you're not gonna believe it's the Bee Gees either. Taunted me and he smiled Said come and walk with me For one walk, one more mile Now for once in your life you're alone But you ain't got a damn There's no time for the fool I just gotta get a message to you Big love Lee. Lee listens to the podcast and he sends me direct messages through Instagram sometimes. And I love Lee so much. I just want to add from myself that um, with everyone passing, Grosso, Jake, Hubbard, 
P-Stone, all these people passing. Fuck, I don't know how to say this, but dude, people like you, I told Andy the same thing. You guys need to stick around. It's so fucking important that the, the people that helped pave the way for what everyone gravitated towards are still here. Grosso said it really good. There's going to be a lot of people that skateboard, but only some people are skateboarders. Yeah. And that's so true. And we know who the real skaters are. Yeah. And fucking guys like you are a huge reason why everybody came to this thing. And uh, just nothing but love. Fuck, thanks. That's and so Roshi's here, so yeah. that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Schmidt. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. When you subscribe, you'll get notifications every Tuesday of new episodes the minute they become available. Also, please leave reviews in a five-star rating. It's the best way to help the show grow. All of the episodes will always remain free, but if you would like to help support the show, you can do so at TalkingSchmidt.com, where you can pick up some merchandise like t-shirts, beanies, hats, and stickers. The website has an entire archive of all of the episodes, with extra photos and videos. Email us with any suggestions, comments, or ways that the show may have improved your life at TalkingSchmidt at gmail.com. All interviews are conducted, edited, and produced by Schmitty. The intro music is Mary's Cross by the band Nature. A very special shout-out goes to the executive director, Cheryl Camisa. This is Talking Schmidt, where the Rolodex is deep, but the conversation is deeper.